Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. We're your top Hi, everyone. I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, through our own lens, though, which is tainted by our experience and what we've gone through and our own traumas and our own accomplishments and our own triumphs. At the end of the day, we'll give you a palette of a recap that will hopefully have all of your taste buds a-flowing, especially a little dessert at the end, and you'll leave with some sweetness. Ha! Jesus. Christ. No, I our our experience slash things we've gone through. Yes, Chris, that's our experience. So I mean <laughs> Was it a lot of words too redundant? Okay, so today redundant. we'll be talking about 90 Day Fiance. We're happily ever after. We're season seven. It's episode four. It's entitled Truth Hurts. Now, wah, when she heard that song. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Why men great? Because they gotta be great. Don't text me, tell it straight to my face, because that's a Lizzo song called Truth Hurts. And I thought of Truth Hurts, the artist, and their number one hit, Addicted. He's so contagious, returns my pages. He got me anxious. He's what I'm waiting for. Oh, God. With that little, like, Arabic, you know, sample. I just feel like that, I thought that was like an Indian woman. Sure. I think that. I mean, first of all, that song comes on anywhere, anytime, and I like lose my shit. I love it. How is that her only song that we know? Like, it reminds me of like Blue Cantrell, like Hit Em Up style, where I'm like, you go back to the drawing board and give us more. Like, you're still alive. I mean, and I like can't get enough. Maybe they chose to write instead so they don't have to be sweating on stage and like booking shows and touring and meeting people, you know? I feel like if I could get a job in the background, like just making money without being, having my privacy encroached upon, I'd do that. Well, here's the thing. One person that definitely wants to make music and to have a whole career is Libby of Libby and Andre. Oh my God. You're absolutely correct. I know I am. I usually (laughs) am. There they are. We're going to start with them, honey. So as we know, you know, she wants to do the singing. And so she Mm -hmm. goes to like a vocal coach whose name is Mm -hmm. Roxy. And -hmm. we get a little snippet of what she's she's, uh, planning on doing. And one thing that was like just really funny to me is that we kind of called it, if you like listen to our last episode, uh, we were like, well, what is it going to be like? Is it, is it going to be like she's going to sing nursery rhymes? And she absolutely tried to sing nursery rhymes in this vocal lesson as if she was Mariah Carey on stage. Like it's not a lullaby-esque way. It's very much like, mm, Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Oh, it's flat, Chris. Can you uh, lift your cheeks up and drop your jaw? Little lamb. I mean, probably still flat, but I mean, whatever. I'm Pitchy Dog and Honey, is, so is she. Oh, itchy Bitsy Spider, too, was like, the Itsy Bitsy Spider went up the water spout. Like, it's just like doing too much, girl. Like, just lullaby it. Go, go, hit that falsetto mm-hmm. and sing us a lullaby to sleep. We don't need you, We don't need a rock concert performance of... Mary Had a Little Lamb and Itsy Bitsy Spider. Also, the vocal coach, rude. So, (laughs) nope, listen, I'm looking at that woman and Mm -hmm. when she's like, I like to give my students realistic expectations 
of the world. And I also need to know exactly what they're looking for doing so that I can better assist them. And I said, ma'am, based on the way you were dressed and your hair, you are not giving anybody any advice about anything in the industry in wherever part of Florida you are. So just going ahead and teach her how to sing the nursery rhyme. You like, no one's going to you for like record industry experience uh, uh, information. Like who do you, are you her agent? Like what's exactly what's going on? And it was just like, it was just rude. I don't know. It just felt like she was like, I want to give my students a realistic expectations. Like not everybody who comes to you, sweetie, is going on to like be a pop star. Like some people just want to learn to sing better. And so they go and get voice lessons. Yeah, it's absolutely true. You know, because the truth of the matter is if Libby had come to her and was like, I... I think I can be the best-selling artist of all time, like an Usman, you know, like I want to be the most popular people in the world. And she sang, and then you could be like, well, <laughs> you know, like we're getting on this a little old, you know, because we already are married, ha ha ha, and you have kids. So I don't know like how much work you can really put into this and, and whatnot, but it's like, not that. Libby's like, I haven't sung in a long time. I used to love singing when I was young and I like spent all my money on like whatever job that her dad made her get. Like I'm working at Hawk and Dogs, who knows, to go for the vocal lessons. And I didn't ever feel supported by my family because as I said, my dad made me pay for it. Ha <laughs> ha. Even what, like you can imagine how many like Charlie got to do like however many sports and all the like padding for them and just to be like a drunk asshole now. But yeah, she was just like, I'm going to sing lullabies on TikTok or whatever she's going to do with my daughter. Yeah. And like this vocal coach knows who Libby is because she's on camera right now. So like there's a whole ass camera crew. So like, even if you didn't know that Libby was on Unbay Fiance, maybe you have done some research since you just got a brand new vocal student to be like, well, you know what? This bitch got a following. She got a yeah. social media wallet. She's right on TV right now. One of the biggest shows ever. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. Like, she didn't say she wants to go on tour with her nursery rhyme. She said, make me sing well enough so that I can do it on social media or yeah. cameos or whatever. So, your professional opinion in this matter is unnecessary. Like, she, I was just like, no, I don't like the angle she went in. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like it. And it broke my heart to hear that she never felt supported by her family. And then here, here's her mother like, yeah, you're a singer. It's just like, ugh annoying boomer <laughs> oh you love it honey could she say could she not go a whole episode without saying boomer we have no idea i know um, you don't know you don't know but i will say this for roxy all of the legit she had all the legit you know singing warm-ups the you know me 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 mo I'm using tongue things right now. If you were on Patreon, you would see all of my tongue, honey, moving about the mouth. So, and it is important to warm up. And so I think that ultimately it felt, yeah, it felt mean and it felt a little judgmental and a little like maybe even envious that Libby has a following of some kind. So this, you know, and the fact that Libby has a mediocrely good voice is like, people are going to listen to it, you know, mm -hmm. like not a bad voice. So yeah, she's mm -hmm. pitchy, but most people are, you know, mm -hmm. like it's not it's her first time. And mm -hmm. so singing in a minute. So basically, you know, Roxy, like, first of all, great job on being named after a Chicago character, you know, like I love me some Fosse, you know, Roxy, yes. you know, I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next thing that we have is Libby and Ellie practicing the Romanian or I can't, I, I, it's not Romanian. I can't remember. I couldn't remember the name of the language, but it start. It's, it sounds like Romani or Romanian or something like that. And cause grandpa's coming to visit. And I'm actually shocked that Ellie doesn't speak more of her father's native tongue. It's always very interesting to me when like people don't teach their children like their native tongue. I wonder if Yara's little babushka, uh, you know, speaks the native tongue. Because the truth is at this age, like I think that you should just speak to your kid, especially him being a stay-at-home dad at some point, speak to your kid in your language. Like when they go to school or when they're around any other family member, they will learn English. So if you want them to be bilingual, you've got to actively teach them, teach it to them like at a very young age. So I would yeah. hope that he would do that because it's only going to be beneficial to her in her future with learning other languages, you know, to be a polyglot. I just want everybody to be a polyglot. I want to be one. But definitely Andre feels like someone who has moved to America and completely embraced the American lifestyle in such a way that I'm not super shocked that the person that is like trying to teach her is Libby, who has also been teaching herself a little bit. 
And listen, and you know, I love it. You know, I love it. I, I love it when the American learns the language to either speak to the family or speak to the husband. If the husband wants to say something, cutting, cutting in his language under his breath and you understand or like even to just to promote the daughter speaking it, that is going to help that your mom knows a couple of words, you know? Yeah. So every time that she's practicing her like singing, she could also be practicing her like, you know, it's not Moldovan, right? Well, it's not like we don't call it Moldovan. No, it's, it's a Romanian. It's a Rom, it's like Romanian or something, but I don't, oh. it's something like that. Yeah. It's not Moldovan. Okay. So basically um, then grandpa gets there. We're excited to see grandpa and he has brought, you know, a little toy and it's super cute. Like what a perfect little girl toy. She's going to love that unicorn. And then every time he sees her hugging the unicorn, he's going to think like, I did that. It made me yeah. so happy. I still like this backdrop wall. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. I didn't notice it the first time. So when you were talking about it the first time, I couldn't speak on it, but I do like it. I think it's really pretty. Yeah. Also, I think it's cute that, not cute. I, I, why hasn't the mother been able to come to the US? Because this is the second time grandpa has come to the US. And I'm like, it's like, oh, cause the visa, like, you know, visa need to come. I'm like, didn't stay there and wait, wait for your wife to get her visa and then come. <laughs> yeah, why has he gotten it twice and she's not? Like, how yeah. long, does someone have a little, someone have a little secret back then? Yeah, what's going on? Maybe the dad, I don't know, like what's going on? The, the dad's able to get the visa to come over and see his kids. So they go to get ice cream. Mm -hmm. And this is when they explain to the dad, this is where we see Libby in all of her Romanian glory. Yeah. Uh, but then we also uh, get a little bit of information that Libby has decided to tell her mother that her behavior, that her behavior at the house with Andre was inappropriate and she needs her mother to fix it, which a, I was like, no, I truly feel like Andre's behavior is inappropriate, but that was me. You, th you thought something different. And then B like, I like the fact that, Libby is stepping up for her husband. Like, I feel like Libby is taking a decided move to be more on Andre's side the last couple of seasons we've seen them than the very first one. Because remember the very first one, it felt like she was just like throwing him under the bus left and right. Like she yeah. didn't know who to choose. But I feel like once they had Ellie, she's just like on her husband's side and it's all about her and her, her, and her husband. And I, and I like that. You know why I think it also happened? Because the only person that she truly cared about besides... Andre was her dad. And so she doesn't give a F what her Becky and Buki think. And that mom, Pam, I mean, besides, you know, having like Louis Vuitton all over the place, like they're not shit. So like Libby has now her husband and her dad kind of on her side. So like, it's kind of like F the other bitches. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. If you just have <laughs> your husband and your dad on your side, who the fuck else do you need? Mm -mm, not no one, honey. No and it's like you get like that American ice cream. what do you think of the ice cream? Let's talk about that. I've like, it's a, it's yeah. It's like, I, you know, for me, when you when you tell me you're going to go get me ice cream, it like means two things. It means, A, you really mean Froyo. And um, sometimes for me, because I think I get more Froyo in my life than ice cream. I don't know that. I just feel, I find Froyo like lovely. And then I got really into the pressed juicery, like healthy for you Froyo, which is like the yummiest and also like somewhat healthy for you. I don't know. I tell myself that. Ice cream is like, I don't even get ice cream anymore, but I don't have kids. But I feel like anytime you see ice cream, it's like not a lot. Like I'm surprised about the amount of ice cream that truly came for each one of those people. And they also acted like it was a lot, but I was like, did you order the large? Is that the small? You know, I, I mean, know. it was too much. It was like, I don't need whipped cream, banana. I don't need all that. Like, I'm not a child. I don't need any of that on my ice cream anymore. And so it was just kind of like, maybe that's just like a thing in Florida. You know, it's a different, different country. They're on the other side of the world. Whipped cream always is weird to me on other cold things or not or other dairy things. Like, yeah, I guess yeah. whipped cream is yummy on like a pie, like a pie topping has whipped cream or whatever. But like, you're absolutely right. If you're having ice cream, it's like that's a whole cool creaminess that like the it almost like makes the whipped cream pale in comparison. Yeah, I honestly don't need whipped cream unless I make it myself because I feel like I add the proper amount of vanilla. So like with pies and stuff, like I'm going to make I'm just going to like get a metal bowl, put it in the freezer, let it get cold. I'm going to put some whipping cream in a bowl. I'm going to add a little sugar or I'm going to add like vanilla and then I'm just going to whip that. And that's what we're going to eat. I'm not going to buy a like shake it in the can and squirt it out situation. First of all, I'm shocked. That's great. I, I even like it's so funny because like I'm so not a not a whipped cream fan that like if I if anything, I was like raised on Cool Whip. Cool Whip. And uh, whip, whip, yeah. 
That's exactly it. There's a vegan version of Kulup. I forgot the name of it that I almost always have frozen in my. Is it Flip? I wish it was. Flip. <laughs> but yeah, so one thing about this conversation, A, I feel somewhat bad because they really just are suddenly talking like a bunch of shit about Libby's family and like drama that doesn't have to happen right the night that like the dad just got off a long ass flight, honey. And yeah. it's like, he doesn't speak English. So then suddenly he's just like, but he actually does offer advice. And this man is so demure and so lovely that I'm like, how did you get birth how to Andre? did Andre come from this man? Also, remember when Andre like went through hell and high water to get to New York to find this man because his, his flight got de- delayed? You remember the first time he came to the U.S.? And Libby was like annoyed that Andre was like taking his own flight up to New York to get his dad? Oh, no, no you don't remember? No, I guess not at all. <laughs> not at all. So that something happened-, happened where his flight got delayed in like Frankfurt or something, which caused him to be late to his flight in New York City. And Andre was like, my dad's speaking little, little. And Libby's like, well, he's a grown ass man. He'll like, he'll figure it out. And she's like, he, he's like, no, my dad doesn't speak any English, like any. And he doesn't read English. Like, no, I'm not going to just leave him his first time in the US and in, in JFK. So Andre like gets in a plane and, and goes to, goes to JFK to meet his dad so that he could bring him back. And Libby's like annoyed for the money, the money reasons. Well, I don't remember that, but that was wrong. And and however, even what his dad says about Charlie is the exact thing that we could be saying that, you know, he thought about himself in that moment, which is in a community, when someone needs help, it's best to work together to solve the problem. I mean, now having said that, does this, I mean, this man has watched the show, so he might know like what a horrible drunk asshole Charlie is. But he has a softness to him that I think Pam would very much appreciate. Also, he's not going to go on and start talking about this. In respect for Libby, he's not going to talk about the brother. He's going to just say the like peaceful thing he should say. So we, we do like him for that. Mm-hmm. So then the next scene is he goes, Andre, as he, as Libby is sitting in the living room. I don't know why she's not in her studio. She's sitting in the living room with her keyboard out, like practicing her scales. Yes. And then he, he comes well, yes they had that whole it made us go look at the studio yeah. and the whole thing the studio was her like stupid keyboard why is it not out in the main room yeah no she was on it doing her scales and then he comes and he's like i'm going to go see grandma pat pam or whatever so they have a joke about grandma pam and then we have a an itm where or a confessional where he's like i even like when lib sings songs i don't like like eminem you better lose yourself in the music, the moment. The, like, I'm like, what are you singing? Like, I, I, my tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why. Oh, yeah. I got out of bed at all. Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So he goes to meet Grandma Pam. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. That's exactly he goes to meet Grandma right. Pam. And he's such an asshole. He orders an acai bowl and a cup of coffee. And then she, he sits down and then she, Pam comes in and is like, oh, well, and he's just staring at her. It's like awkward. So she's like, well, I guess did you get breakfast? And he's like, no, just coffee. And I said, idiot, and an, a whole acai bowl. So, yes, you did get breakfast because that's what an I don't know if you thought an acai bowl was just like ice cream or just like some kind of filler or whatever, but you're eating <laughs> An acai bowl and drinking coffee. So yes, that is your breakfast, you jerk. I also thought like you can pay for things. Like, oh, it's so rude. You're just like, yeah, I guess it's just so like, I got my stuff. Now you get whatever you want. You know, like, yeah, I, I, it, and is he just like, is the acai bowl like pre-breakfast? Is that like your pre-breakfast smoothie you're having? Like, are, are breakfast only eggs? You know, like, I don't think he even would hurt her. He was just like, I don't like you, you know? And she just said something. It was like, Bleh. anyway. Yeah. Did you see her Louis Vuitton bag? Well, I didn't identify it as a Louis Vuitton bag. You know, unfortunately, I don't like Louis Vuitton. I think it's tacky. Well, so you did notice it or didn't notice it? I didn't. Like, so, because I don't like, the only Louis Vuitton that I identify or readily identify is the the black, I mean, the brown print, that like the noticeable print yeah, that, that shot her around the world. Yeah. So anything outside of that, I will never recognize it as Louis Vuitton because I just don't like it. So I have never looked truly at it. Okay. It did have that print, like on different parts of it, but God bless. It also had gold, gold hardware. I was really hoping you'd talk about it with me, but I'll just do it. So on my own channel, while wow, don't even worry about it. Sorry. 
In this conversation, though, it's just more of like what we're gonna, what we're trying to do, which is Pam is just like has her agenda and has like however many manipulation tactics she wants to get and do to get her agenda. And very much Andre is like, I will not be with Charlie. Yeah. And it's like she then tries to insult him by calling him a coward, basically, like, because you don't want to meet my son, you're a coward. And also, if you build walls you, to push people out, then you also keep yourself in. Well, thank you, Dr. Pam. Thank you for that bit of therapeutic help on, on how to live our lives. People around you are telling you that your son has an alcohol problem and they don't want to be around him because they're worried he's going to act a fool. And I love that Andre said, listen, I don't want to be there because if I have to act up in front of my daughter, that's not going to be that's not the, the place that I want to be, be in. And so I have a kid now and I have a family prote to protect and I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I might have to choke out an asshole. So I'm going to just not go. So if you want to have a birthday party and you want your son there, which makes all the sense in the world, we will not be there. Can also, in, at some point marriage, I feel like would also be like, you know what, let me, if you really want to go, you go. That one, <laughs> two also, Hey, you know what, Pam, we're not going to go, but we're going to take you out for your, your birthday. Another day. We'll take you out for dinner. Yeah. Also, fun. do you want an acai bowl right now? Are you also hungry? Is that why you're <laughs> I'll get you one. <laughs> All righty. So let's move on to our next couple. And that's going to be Angela and Michael. My God. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we get a little bit of Angela truth here. And I see where she's coming from, from one little bitty corner piece of the pie. And then after that, she should be shot for that ponytail. So we start off, I mean, I mean, I, I'm going to bite my words. I said the last time that I enjoy a high pony and I liked Angela's high pony. But after further review of the high pony, I'm going to go on ahead and take my statements back. I need them to be redacted and removed from the record. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, it's a smart move and it will be, you'll be more respected for it. Wow. <laughs> there are so many bikes in that yard. Like how many people live on that plot of land? It is just like, I don't, I was just so confused. It, you know what they showed? Okay, the, in the beginning they show a shot of her, and behind her, an, a beautiful like colonial style home. Okay, like where I'm like that wasn't their first home. You know, like it wasn't that like she's she is just so rich. Whatever, God bless. So, but then like we look around, it's kind of like different living units, like mobile living units. You know, like and I'm like, okay, well Scotty's in one of them. Scott yeah. is in one of those places, yeah. you know, like you won't see her, but she, cause they told her the camera was there. And so she's just like squatting in one of those like back houses. And maybe another family member too. Like, I feel like Angela had this land. We saw the one house that was on it. We saw the little lake that was like in front of it or behind it. Um, I didn't notice it if it was a different house or the same house in the one we saw that she originally purchased, but I'm assuming she didn't buy an another house. I'm assuming it's the same house just with more, stuff on the land but you know she she has to take care of six kids like she got she got a lot of people to take care of so i don't know i just feel like she's probably always been the workhorse of the family now while angela is a giant moose knuckle i think that she does have a giving spirit and i think if any of her family were to be put out or not have she would absolutely give to them I completely agree. I completely agree, though. Uh, it's just that there's two daughters, you know, that seem to have brought six grandchildren. In six grandchildren. So the two daughters at some point had babies with two other people, you know, or one. I'm not quite sure. No, probably two because the kids look different. So it's just like, where are those? Where are anyone else involved in this? Because this is what happens. So she's running around the kids, you know, and like, you know, the kids are like being like, well, this would be easier if Peepaw was here. And Peepaw means Michael. And then she has this thing where she's like, I just really want them to have like a positive male role model in their lives. I'm like, their fathers? How about their fathers? Yeah. Or their own grandfathers? Yeah. I don't even understand how all these kids know of Michael and call him Peepaw when he's not never been there. Because she introduced him as such, and it's been four years, so... 
they know this person and they're waiting for this person. I'm sure he's talked to them. It's crazy, though, because Skyla has never let off the gas that she didn't like Michael. She's not liked Michael for four years. And it's like wild to me. And I'm like, what has this man done? Your mother is the actual problem. And she's the one who like tells her mother about herself. So before we get to that part, though, after she finishes showing them how to ride the bike, she goes and sits in her car, which is just like a regular regular car. You know, she didn't go the Britney route and get herself a Mercedes. She went and just right. got a car that she could just pay off and it'd be done. You know, you're right. You're right. And which is the smart thing to do for someone who didn't come from a lot of money. What you do is you just buy a used car. You don't buy a new car. So you don't have a payment. And then that way your overhead is low. I wish I would learn that lesson. Just go in and buy a used car. Wahame. You don't need a car payment, but I want a hybrid Highlander so bad. Okay. Moving forward. Mm-hmm. She calls Michael and I mean, this was the hardest, this is a hard scene to watch because of how shitty she was being to him on his birthday, Chris. Okay, so she basically calls him and then he picks up and she's like, hi, Michael. Hi, Angie. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. What'd you do, you go out? No, I do not have funds to bankroll such... And why's that, Michael? Why don't you have any funds, Michael? Like, she just, she loses her shit so early on in this conversation. Don't yell. Don't yell. Don't yell. I can yell if I want. I will shout because that is what you've done to me. I just want to have, and then he's like, in his his confessional, he's like, listen, I just want to have an equal voice in this relationship. I just want my my voice to be heard. Angela and Angela is very controlling. You know, no longer he's no longer Angie. She's no longer Angie, baby. Uh, Angela is very controlling, and he's she's like, you know what? I I did tell Michael not to work and stuff because it's hard in Nigeria. Dot 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 dot. Like, why don't you want him to work? And so. <laughs> Then she's like, so I did tell him that, but then he's got the social medias and the Instagram and he's talking to who, who knows? I don't know who he's talking to on this. And he's blocked me on the, does that make any sense? And she's like, everybody in the world has social media, Angela. Why shouldn't I have it? It's not fair. I completely, listen, I think about this way. If you want to have an opinion about your marriage, you have to think about what you are giving to the marriage. And Michael's not giving anything. Michael should have his own job. The fact that Angela told Michael to not get a job and Michael said yes, that's the reason why she can do and pull all the maneuvers she has. She wouldn't have so much control over Michael if the fact that he had his own money. And so he has had, he's made his bed. I mean, it's it's like really easy to me. I'm like, go get a job. Go get a job and stop asking this woman for money. And then see if your relationship is still real or whatever. Or you still, she don't bring it. You know, like, that's what it is. You can get a job at any time of the day or night. So, like, even if she wants you to be available for her to talk to between the hours of, like, 8 a.m. and, like, I don't know, 9 or whatever. Like, get a job where you can talk on the phone or drive cars at night or whatever you're going to do. I mean, listen. Or just tell her, baby, I have a job these three hours. So I won't be able to talk to you for these three hours, but I want to have a job and I want to give money to my family and me and I want whatever I want. So that's really the end end of that conversation. But we are going to have to talk about it because TLC wants to abuse us with more of their relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we've got a healthy buffet, apparently. What is a healthy buffet? Like, because I've been on a soup plantation and I, uh, that buffet was incredibly small. Like it was like the buffet you'd have like at a CC's or like, you know, like I haven't been to one of these restaurants in so long. I used to go to Sizzler like all the time growing up. Like I, me and my dad went to a Sizzler and it was like, great. We were, I would be so excited to go to Sizzler. The Jello? Oh yeah. It was, well also they had like frozen yogurt machines. (laughs) I love the Jello. I love Froyo, but yeah, like they had a taco bar. Oh, and then like sometimes, I mean, then of course, in soup plantation world, the pizza bread is like incredibly great. Incredibly I've not, great. I've only been to soup plantation one time. We didn't do oh. a lot of out, outside eating growing up because my parents were very adamant about it costing, like they were on a budget, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, They're yeah, they were on a budget. So yeah, so we didn't eat out very often. I think I've been to Sizzler a handful of times. So that's why I'm like, Jello, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what like, you wanted there? Of yeah, all the things- I don't. I love the Jello because we couldn't eat Jello because it had some kind of it like was made from like some kind of animal like pig byproduct. Gelatin at some point like in Jello was like 
pig, whatever it might, we didn't eat pork. So I couldn't eat jello. And it was only when I was out in the public with the rest of the heathens could I eat the pork products. Yeah. So she's going to tell this little child that instead of getting ice cream, they're going to get cucumbers. And I said, Angela, that's not a fair trade off at all. That doesn't actually make any sense. Like it's one thing to say like, okay, go get a strawberry, go get some cantaloupe or go get like a fruit, a piece of pineapple instead of the ice cream. But you were to say cucumber, ma'am, what? I yeah. felt I felt that child when she said, um, I don't care about mama and this get me on this diet because I'm not on the diet. I said, yeah, but you're not on the diet. <laughs> that little girl shot her a look. And I all I could also see was Skyla's face and that little girl. Like it looked so much like Skyla to me. But that's Scotty's baby. Skyla's babies are, are white. Scotty, <gasps> Scotty's babies are half black. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. Yeah, no. Gosh, she looks so much like Skyla. To me, yeah. Scotty looks just like Angela. Like Scotty and Angela, like uh, Scotty is young Angela. I mean, absolutely. Skyla looks different, you know, but I'm not quite sure. Anyway, so, okay. Who knows? What strong genes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like then we have in front of the kids a very bad conversation about Michael. Like some of them, like those kids are hearing everything. So then, yeah. Uh, Angela has a conversation with Skyla, who is there. The kids are still there, you know, like, <laughs> and is talking about how Michael hasn't complimented Angela's new look or her, her new body. And she, Angela tells her about the fact that he got a new social media and then like asked for $5,000. And then after like all of Skyla, like truly hating on Michael, she's kind of like, yeah, but mom, like you've also been on that social media flirting. Yeah. And then we get this, like, Angela will do anything to, like, uh, to back up her action. So she's like, well, I'm only flirting with him because he needs a kidney. That stupid dance person, Billy, or whatever. Like, he really needs a kidney. So every time I've ever posted a dancing video with him, it's been hashtag raising awareness. Yeah, girl. And if Michael takes a picture with a woman who's not even touching him nor looking at him in in a photo, you freak out. So, like, what are you even talking about in this moment? Yep. I mean, like, I love that Skyla, I love that Skyla's level-headed about all of it. Mm-hmm. And that I do feel for Angela, the fact that Michael hasn't complimented her. And I do think that that doesn't make up for her poor behavior because she's had this bad behavior prior to. But I still can see that how that's hurtful and that shame on Michael for not supporting in that way. But I think it's because he thought it was a waste of money because he's trying to figure out like how they're going to make money when they get there. And he probably sees her just spending all the money that she's made it with him because of him. You know, it's not like she's made all this money by herself. And I'm pretty sure she's like, well, Michael, I was the one who did this, this, and this. And we all know that Angela has wanted to be a reality star since Maury. You know what I'm saying? Like we know that she's wanted to be a reality star. So maybe her thing is like, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't be on this show. So whatever, if you think that I'm going to give you half because you don't deserve half, like, and also when you get here, then you'll have the money at your disposal as well. But I'm going to control it because the reason we have it is because of me, because I'm the American. But it still is just like unfortunate because like her, the whole gimmick is because she's dating this man from, from Africa. Which is 100% why he should have his own job. Yeah. Have your own money. Have your own, If you have your own money, you have your own life. You have your own respect. I mean, like, I think he was life. just probably so got used to just getting that money and just was like, now he doesn't want to get up and get a job because he's like, it's probably, I don't know what the job market is like, but maybe it isn't so easy. And so maybe he's just been like, well, I'll just wait till I get to the US. It'll be fine once I get to the US. And he's not getting to the US. Like, I don't think that's happening. Right. Now he needs maybe to have a little Sumit rub off on him, honey, as we just roll on to the next couple. We've got Jenny and Sumit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, we'll get to everything. Cannot wait. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So we got this little bit of information. Like we know they had moved to this new place. They still had access to the old house for some reason. And that way they went back to the old house to have the confrontation with the parents or whatever. God bless. And then Jenny's like, now we're having to move back to the old house because for visa reasons, like, it looks bad if I keep moving and that's where all the mail's going and they could also drop by at any time, you know, like, you know, and just surprise us and I have to be there. I'm like, okay. So we also realize that they, you know, are going to go on their honeymoon and they're going to go to this beautiful resort that Sumit picked out. It's called Rishikesh. (laughs) And uh, they're going to drive there. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, she packs the biggest bag to go. And maybe it's both of them. Maybe it's both of them in that one bag. But I was like, how long are they going to this thing? Like, I just don't get it. So it's Rishikesh and it looks beautiful and I want to go there. It's next to the Ganges. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So <laughs> they are driving there and he like goes to merge left and almost runs into somebody. And Jenny's like, Ca-ca! Jenny's like, sound she makes sounds just like a bird and she's just like like she's so scared it's so i rewinded it three times it's so funny it really it took me off took me out because it's such a hard noise to make it's like when you think that you're like about to die (laughs) i like my first like or like you know like it's like long it's like it's wah, it's like vowel sounds. It's, you know, it's like, it sounds like Libby like doing a, a vocal warm up, but like, yeah. it's like open mouth vowel sounds to like have to hit a plosive K. It's crazy sounding, you know, like how are you using that much energy? I went over and I like, what does that sound like? It sounds like for sure the scare, screaming scare cry of someone who wasn't American. It sounds specifically not American. Also, then I went and wanted to ask this about Wa, and she didn't know what I was talking about. So, listeners, do did you ever look up like what different countries and different cultures like say that the animals around them sound like? Like, you know, when you're being raised in America, you're like the dog goes ruff ruff, you know, and like the cat goes meow, you know. But like, if you are in like Colombia, the cat could also be like. You know, you're like, is that the sound? Stuff they sound like there? Like there, there are books that will like lay it out for you. Which I Could think, like, imagine I just, if it was like this is how a cow sounds, moo. But then we're like in Thailand, and they're like, they sound the cow makes this sound, and you're like, no, it's definitely moo, like ooh. And they're like, no, it's like woo. Like, yes, that's what it is. That's what it reminds me of. Like one of those sounds where you're like. This is the sound the duck makes. We're like, whack. But it's like, you're like, that's not any duck honey around me. Uh uh. That duck's in some pain. I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, she, that noise was also just, it was alarming though. So if her her goal was to alarm someone, sound the alarm, honey, it did work. Um, It was so hilarious. So they get to the beautiful resort and TLC at every turn wants to just have everyone comment on the fact that Jenny and Sumit have a difference of age. Like at this point, we fucking get it. We get it. We don't need you to interview every person that comes across them and ask them about the age difference and then have them tell you what Indian culture is. We witnessed the mother's breakdown. We know what Indian culture is. We've been watching it. So stop doing it to them. Stop it. Also, I wanted to know, was that a shot of whiskey or was it chai? Chris? I'm so glad you brought it up because there was two, there was a, it was a welcome drink and I thought it'd probably be chai, but there was two colors, colors of chai. One was like a lighter color chai and one was like a darker color chai or whatever. So in that, it also looked like it could have been a shot of whiskey and chai tea or apple juice and bourbon, you know, like it was, all I know is that Jenny picked the lighter color and he picked the darker color. But yeah, when they check in, you know, they're like, we're here on our honeymoon. And that guy that like checks them in, like exactly like Waugh said, like had to give the breakdown and how shocked he was of their age difference. But I mean, I guess it, it is shocking, you know, like, I don't know how many like really old white ladies and like 30 year old Indian men like check in and like, it's our honeymoon, you know? I mean, I'm not quite sure. Probably not a lot. Also not a lot with like a whole, you know, camera crew. Let me just say this. This yeah. is an educational bit for everyone. Great. How you say tea in i guess hindi or whatever whatever the languages are in that country mm-hmm. is chai so here in the united states when we say chai tea to a desi individual we are saying tea tea so i learned this in new york city because i went through a chai phase i've gone through several chai phases where i make my own chai the way that i would i look google and i look the way a desi woman would make it and i went to an indian market and I was like, oh, where's your chai tea? Or where's the chai? And she was like right there. And she showed me regular black tea. And I was like, no, I'm talking about the spice tea. Like, no, I want it with the cardamom and the uh, black pepper and the cinnamon already in it. And she was like, 
I kept saying chai. So like, let me just tell you right now, it is just chai. It's chai. That is what how you say it in the language. So that, that's the end of that. The more you know, boom, NBC. <laughs> Wait, so question. I love, I, used, I mean, yeah, I think that like chai tea had a moment also where people would like have like powdered chai that you would like kind of mix or whatever. Gross. And then Oprah had a chai moment at Starbucks. I didn't like Oprah's chai either. It was too spicy. Yeah, I like, I do like a sweeter chai, but there's definitely a lot of things they're adding to it. Like it's like a milky, cinnamony, sweet. So you get black tea. Uh-huh. And then you get water, okay. a black tea. You could get like a bagged version of it or a loose leaf version. There's even like an instant version of it. But the more important thing is you get a mortal and pestle and you put in like two cardamom pods, a cinnamon stick and clove uh, if you want to. And there's some, there's one other spice you can add. Some people add like ginger. Mm-hmm. You can add that in there. Yeah. And then you kind of brick, you m- muddle that together. You put it in the pan, you let it, you bring to a boil and then you strain it. And then you add the milk if you want milk. And then you can also add palm sugar or jaggery, which is a type of cane sugar from that region. And so then that's how you sweeten it. So it's, it's, it's black tea basically with spices in it and sugar if you want and, and milk. delicious. Oh, absolutely great. So they get into this honeymoon suite, honey, and this resort does the the most. I mean, they get in and there are red rose petals, I mean, perfectly put out. It's like to the point where like, it's not like they just kind of like threw some, I mean, someone went in and just placed each rose petal where that specific person wanted that specific petal placed. I mean, it was like meticulous. Then they had their... You know, they're like swan thing, you know, like some fancy places love putting towels and different animals, you know, like this also happens to like there's sometimes fancy restaurants and maybe they're like fancy Asian restaurants where if you order like something and you get it like wrapped up like a doggy bag, they'll actually like mold tinfoil to be like different shaped animals. Remind me of that. So but this swan has like layers, you know, like it's like there's like this swan has like a majesty about it. And it looks gorgeous. Then we go into the bathroom and there's, you know, a soaking tub with, you know, some water in already. The water's not fully up there, but it's hot water. So I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna have to add more water. <laughs> and but then they go back to the bed. Now, while what happens to that bed? <sighs> then we get like weird scenes where she's like got a, ro- uh, a rose in her mouth and they take sexy pictures. And then there's a sexy picture of Sumit. And I was like, I see it. Like, I, I don't think Simit is unattractive. His teeth could use some work, but I don't think he's unattractive. And then there's like play sexy music. I just wanted them to go back to the hot tub, to the bath. The bathroom mm-hmm. was my favorite part. It was really just like, there was more than just water. It There was like some kind of other substance in there. And I wanted to know what it was. Rose petals and like maybe an oil or something. It smelled like jasmine. <sighs> so they, she's like, let's, let's take a picture here before um, we mess it all up. And then that's for um, Jenny's voice. Yeah, I can't do Jenny's voice. It's like, well, me and Samir. It's like, yeah, because some people when they do it, they do like a like a tur- like a sound of a turkey. Like I've heard people do, it and they're like, well, me and Samir. Like they yeah. do that, and I'm like, it's not that bad, but it's it's. I see what it is. <laughs> it is kind of like that. Me and Samir. It is kind of like that. I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so they she gets on the bed, she puts a rose in her mouth, she's like, take a picture, you know, and it's like yeah. she puts like in her mouth like she's like a salsa dancer, like she's yeah. like the Argentinian tango, you know. Like I'm also just like, are there thorns in that? Like that's like hard for your lips. Also, Jenny is living her best life. In that moment, when I saw her on that bed, I said, Oh, this is what it could be at age 60. Like and when I'm 60 in 20 years, Chris, I could just be living my best life somewhere so all i need to do is stay healthy and just grind and save money so that i can just live a life on the ganji river at some point with my boy toy now we move on to a a very serious conversation where sumit is like okay it's time to stop playing around i should go get a job and i should go back into the mode of, of of food services with my friend okay i reached out to ronit and see what's up with him and she's like, 
Well, I didn't retire and move here just to be by myself. So, I mean, I'm getting money. You don't have to work. And I said, no, no, no. No, no, no. Don't do this. This is what these American women want to go over there and do and tell these folks, these men not to work. These men need to go to work. Mm -hmm. These men need to go to work. Now, Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't want to be by myself all the time. And you're just working. I'm like, but how they don't probably have the same work week. I don't know. Maybe it's different. Maybe the type of work he's going to go into, like they just have to work seven days. Maybe the friend gets one day off and Sumit gets one day off. And then the other times they're just working together. It's just part of the hustle. And I, I was just like, girl, don't have this whole thing be like, oh, he doesn't have to work and because I don't want to be alone. You not wanting to be alone is not a reason for your man to not work. Mm-hmm. Because, Jenny, you're going to die before Sumit does in all mm-hmm. intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. So you can't take away this person's livelihood and try and, you know, where he has no savings because he's just been spending whatever on you. And yeah, you got some money coming in because you worked a long time and you have social security or whatever it is, you know, medic, whatever, God bless. It's not the same for him. So it's like, you can't, it's just, a, it's a lot to ask. And also I don't ever, listen, I don't respect men, obviously, who are so willy nilly not wanting to work. I think it's completely unattractive. So it's like, in my mind, I'm like, why do you want a freeloader? Same thing I would say to Angela. Like, I, it's not even, it's not attractive to me. Like, you want another dependent where you just want to like breastfeed someone for the rest of your life? I mean, you know, I, it turns me off hardcore. Also, Sumit, like, if you're going to get in the food business, you better, you better like work in a kitchen, honey, that like gets sweeped way more than your home kitchen did. You know, like, I want to eat, I'm not going to eat there. Yeah, she gets mostly upset because she feels like, why are you bringing it up right now? We're having a happy, nappy time. Which that point I kind of was because like one time I had a relationship and one time we went out for like one time. And then one time on this one date I had when my one relationship, he tried to bring out bring up something like how I had to do more work for my career or whatever. And this person truly God bless. And so I was like, how could you bring, how could you be bringing this up right now? Like at the one time we're having a quote unquote romantic dinner, why would you think it'd be okay to like turn the topic into like literally work? You know, I think that there's just a time and a place and some men don't know the time and a place, but like, if you're like having a, a romantic moment, like don't bring up work period. You could have had that conversation. You can have the conversation some other time in your life. Truly. What, what? Note to self, because I, I didn't think anything was wrong with him bringing it up at that time. Like, I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have like romantic brain. So, no. yeah. Note to self. I have to, like, you know what? I got to take you out, honey. We'll go to like, we'll book a honeymoon suite somewhere <laughs> and uh, we'll get our soaking tub. You know, like, we've already talked about the fact that we've taken baths Take together. a non sexual bath. <laughs> We definitely have the same bed, so we will do that, and we won't talk about work the whole time, and we'll just be romantic, not with each other, but in the same area. <laughs> we'll just like, you know, being romantic is what it's just enjoying the sensories of like life. Like, it should just be I like mean, soft talk. It should be just like sweetness. It should just be like let's enjoy the smell of the jasmine bath and hear some oil and hear some tea. Wow. I mean, I think that I've done it. I've just, I, yeah, I've done that. I've had a romantic moment, but there was like, you know, beverages involved. So that's why I wasn't talking. That's why I wasn't thinking about it. Because, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> because my face was being massaged and I was being told that, oh, you have such great high cheekbones. And I was like, oh. that's true. Continue massaging my face. was <laughs> high cheekbones. Just join our Patreon for $10 a month. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to Patreon.com slash sweeties true anything else about those peeps no that's it about them okay. let's move a tay move a tay move on tay let's just can we qu- oh. okay great nope do it it's here <sighs> let's bring in the big guns honey i think we'll probably wanted to save them for last but we didn't i because i pushed yeah. the button you know what i just i feel like i don't want to explain what happened in this y'all know what happened right let's just get to the meat of it no this woman threw this woman throws a milkshake on this man because she's a crazy person. Okay. She is a racist, crazy person. Oh wait, no, we have the drag racing or whatever. Right. Then they do that like bumper cars or whatever that last episode. I don't know where we are anyways. So that was, was, yeah, that was that episode. (laughs) Uh, But what was, was on one. She can't wait to talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah. So like y'all, she 
when she meets this friend and the friend is telling her slash Usman through Usman, they need to have their own freaking uh, interpreter there. I don't know why they don't about having the second wife. Usman is kind of excited to have his friend be there to explain to her the ins and outs of the polygamy lifestyle. And she can't stand it from the very beginning. She knows this conversation needs to happen. She keeps bringing it up. And finally it's time to happen, to have it happen. And she cannot stand it she is like she's even made up this whole thing you watched it he did not interrupt her what it is is she was hearing things that she didn't like and when she found out that the wives lived together and when there was a suggestion made that Usman bring the child to meet her at some point she is so up in arms about it like, no, no, no. I'm just going to stay in San Diego. I don't want to meet them. I thought you said that the first wife would get all the love and the second wife didn't get anything. Ma'am, how is it that you are okay being in a relationship with a man and A, never meeting his children and B, thinking that his second wife gets no love and is just some kind of heifer, just some sow, some animal, just like pumping out kids because you have detached yourself from the people in Nigeria as human beings, specifically the women, as human beings to where for whatever reason him saying whatever it is that you thought he said about what the second wife actually or what the second wife was to where you would say yes to that was okay you're not a you're not a feminist i'm not saying you are but you're not pro-women and you're racist that has racial undertones i don't care what anyone says and you can say like oh wow that's a crazy leap the only way that you can just decide that someone isn't human enough to get to know their husband is if you think of them as being other and that you are the real 52-year-old wife of a 33-year-old man who can't bear him any children. But like the woman over there is just some, some mule to have children. What about you? And then she's like, well, I have to put away my culture. No, first of all, polygamy is not about culture. There are polygamists in the US. And if you wanted to do some research, you would have done research on the Google about what polygamy is. So you would walk into this knowing what's going on. As opposed to like whatever lies he spun you or, you know, niceties he told you. And then you throw a milkshake on his nice outfit. He wasn't just wearing regular clothes you could just throw in the laundry. He's wearing like something with like studs on the shoulder for no reason because you got frustrated. And then you're going to say, oh, I, uh, I threw it on you because you kept interrupting me and I felt disrespected. All of that is bullshit. Mm -hmm. you, are, you are a fool. He's a scammer. Mm -hmm. And I need you guys to just go your separate ways because this behavior is showing you out. I don't care if your son is black. I don't care if you were married to a black man. The, the point is, is that you think that him, whatever his name is, Usman and his culture are beneath you and that you shouldn't have to adhere to any of that because what about your culture? Girl, if you wanted to know about your culture, then you should have married somebody who's American or you should be trying to, first of all, you're not even married. So why are you on the show? You should be trying to get with somebody from your culture if that's what you want yeah she could not have a conversation when it was her own friends you know she got up even then like she wants to pretend that she's totally okay with having a second wife when she's never been okay she's never been okay she's not she can't have a conversation respectfully with anyone she is so fucking delusional to think that he was never going to have any sort of loving and or caring feelings for anyone else but you, Kimberly. No, honey, I don't want to tell you. I mean, I'm sorry, but like, let's just call a spade a spade. He will say on national television that he doesn't come, he's not with you because you're sexy or beautiful. So yeah, it's not that you have to be sexy or beautiful to have love, but if he are going to give a man the option to also be with someone who he finds sexy and or maybe beautiful, odds are that he's going to also like and love that person. That's kind of what polyam like poly what is this polyamory? Polyamory or or polygamy? Polygamy. I mean, you know, like it's just incredibly delusional to think. So also for you to be so callous to be like, I never want to meet his kids, your husband's kids. Meanwhile, he's already had to meet your kid. You know who you know who Usman didn't have any sireness to? Jamal. But definitely we know Jamal and definitely Jamal, you made him talk to each other. So it, that part also is crazy to me. Like, 
these are going to be young children for the rest of their life with like Usman. Also, again, Kimberly, just like Jenny, you're going to die before him. Yeah. So it's like you're just it's like across the board delusion that makes me sad because I don't not like Kimberly. Like there are parts of Kimberly that I really do like, you know, in the sense of I think that she has like a whole life that she's lived. I think that she's funny sometimes. I think that she has like a a goodness about her that I like no one's, you know, obviously all bad and no one's, yeah. you know, all good, except for Lida. I think Lida is all bad from whatever season of Eric and Lida. Yeah. So, you know, like Kimberly has lived a life and she, and the person we're seeing with the, you know, the gate that she has tells us that she's been through some shit, you know, like specifically wars and stuff. So it hurts my heart for any seasoned woman that I feel like should know better to live in a land of delusion where you're like, What? No, I mean, yes, he is going to have more than one wife and that woman's going to be able to bear him children. She'll be younger than you and you're going to have to be okay with it. Like yeah. that is. And being okay with it is not being like, I'm never going to meet the child and never meet her. No, I'm sorry. Being okay with it is being happy that he lives in America with you and not saying that he's going to bring his wife over. Which by the way, I think he's going to try and bring the wife over and the kids. Yeah, why wouldn't he want them to live here? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like it is it is wild. Yeah. She she then doubles down when he tries to call her out for what it really is. It's like, yeah. Kimberly, you're upset because you're truly not okay with me having a second wife. It's not because I interrupted you. So let's just call it out what it is. And she's like, No, it's because you interrupted me. So I'm like, so you thought throwing a milkshake on somebody in front of his friends to embarrass him was simply for being interrupted? No. You've not dated him that long for that to be the case, for you to be frustrated with the interruption. And then she's like, it's disrespectful. And then immediately she's like, I'm a grown woman. If you have to say I'm a grown woman to someone you're dating, then you shouldn't be dating them. That's like, true. it's just, it is crazy. She's like, you don't need to speak to me anymore. And then he's like, well, then we should just end this. And she's like, is that what you want? It's like, no, bitch, that's what you want. Because you're not okay with what it is that he's requesting from your old ass. Like, this is what he needs. It's, I'm sick of these women who are 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 out of childbearing age, wanting these relationships with these young men, and then being upset when they need to have kids or when they want to have kids. Like you have to make allowances and allotments for these things to happen. And then she's like, "Okay, well, I'll just go home then. I guess I'll just borrow money so I can go home." So now you're throwing that in his face. Like you shouldn't have come on a trip if you can't figure out a way to get home early. Yeah, why are you borrowing? Like, if you, why are we at this hotel if like you are borrowing money? Like, it's who? I mean, also, how are you going to get home? Like, you can't. You you were going to come home at some point, so. Yeah, I mean, change your flight, but I guess just because she's like going to lose out on that money, she must have bought like you know whatever. So that's what I'm saying. Like, don't don't put no. yourself in a pickle to where you have to borrow money to get back to the U.S. Take another 25 hour flight back to the U.S. just so, only to go there to fight. He told me it was something different. Well, girl, open your eyes. You're a grown ass woman. Do That's some research. Yeah. She keeps saying she's a grown ass woman. Yeah. So she's like, this isn't my culture, you know? And he's like, this isn't my culture. They kind of go back and forth. And she's like, well, I had to do everything. He's like, well, I did this. Like we weren't supposed to have sex until marriage, but then we had sex, which I thought was an interesting thing for him to bring up because A, y you know, usually men want to have sex. So it isn't like such usually like a thing that they're giving off their back where it's like, oh, well, I, I made a sacrifice of us having sex. Which to me feels like if it was a sacrifice for him and he's going to throw it back in her face, it's because he didn't want to have sex with her. Yeah. Basically, she does storm out and Usman has like a moment to think about it. And we can see now the time was like 11, 11.05. <laughs> it takes two seconds. He just like runs, runs out and tries to get her. And then she doesn't want to talk. When she's outside, I'm like, are you smoking a cigarette, Kimberly? But I didn't see, I didn't see a cigarette in her mouth. But I, yeah, I didn't see her. one either. She likes the fact that he's run after her too. She doesn't want him to just walk away from her. She, she's being dramatic. <sighs> anyway, oh that's what I have to say about them. Huh? Yeah. I said, we're almost done. Yeah. All right. Last couple that we're going to talk about is Bilal and Shida. And oh, we have any Jovi and Yara. Oh, wait. Did we? No. No, we didn't. I thought we, we never talk about Ed. So that's, yeah. that's that. With Bilal and Shida. He does not know how to say words that he, and he keeps trying to say them. This is the second time. The first time I don't remember, I, maybe I forgot to write it down or I didn't want to call it out. 
I don't know if it was specifically Pacifically. I'm not sure what it was. But this episode, he said, I need you to be cognizant that we don't need anything. And I said, oh, baby, did you mean I need you to be cognizant? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Is that what we mean to say? Because she's like, I want to buy something for the house that's for me. And that's, you know, spruces it up or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, we don't need anything. Okay, so just be careful what you purchase. And they go to the most bananas expensive store to purchase things. And and so that she could then call everybody in the shop to, to tell them their business. Like this woman is like ban- bananas to me. A $340 pillow. Ma'am, wh- well, where are they in that store? The pillow was 270 The backgammon oh, okay. thing was like 340 Also, did she want the backgammon thing? It wasn't even colorful, you know, like... Yeah. She wanted a pillow. She was like, can we buy this one teal pillow? He's like, mm. you know, I. <laughs> I home goods. Uh, yeah. I mean, a Z gallery is even a little cheaper, I think, you know, but like still nice. This place looks crazy, you know, but they look up, like bring up a book, you know, like how to be newlyweds. And like, they're talking about that. I brought up this picture. I just want to talk about, they are now fully like dressing alike. Like in the scheme today was black and white. And they do look good. I love this puffer jacket on her. I love it. She has great style. Yeah, I feel like he's been okay with her buying clothes for this for the show. They have some really great looks in their confessionals and their ITMs. So like, I'm here for it. I I just think that like she's like he Bilal likes to spend money, but only on himself. And and he's like, well, you got to make money to spend money. And I'm like, we get very very Bilal likens having kids to the plague. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he has kids. They're going to like, it's like a horrible thing to say when you already have kids that are like cognizant people that can read and write and watch TV and know what the words are, you know, that I'm hearing. I just really think that he probably feels like the downfall of him and Shahida were having kids so early. And so he wants to get to know Shida. And the truth is he's not wrong about that. The problem is, is that Shida doesn't know what her AMH levels are. She doesn't, she hasn't, you know, taken a, any kind of test about fertility. So she doesn't know biologically where she's at with having kids. And she wants him to make an appointment for her to go to the doctor. And all I kept thinking was, oh, this man works for himself. He's going to, it's going to cost a lot of money for her to get like fertility stuff. Like this is going to run him at least 2k because I know I paid $500 for mine and I had insurance just to have that screening. So like it's going to run her some money to do all these tests, him some money to do all this, this testing. And I think it's right for her to want it because, because of how close she is to her forties. But also like he keeps saying, let's wait a year. The truth is you don't know when she's going to ever be able to get pregnant. So the conversation is not let's wait a year. The conversation is let's freeze your eggs. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the, I think the, he's been knowing that the one thing that she wants is to have a kid. And he also knows her age. And so uh, to me, it's crazy for him to, to want to wait a couple of years. Like he says, like, we don't have a couple of years. And if you wanted to wait a couple of years, you should have married someone who didn't want to have kids or who was younger, but you didn't. And she, you know, probably wanted, you know, she, there's things that she had to come over and sacrifice. And I think that it's crazy that he won't just give her what she wants in this because of the shit that she's had to put up with. Personally, I don't know how long they have been together, but it's an unfortunate situation when religion dictates that you don't have kids until you're married. And so there's that's there's that that's another aspect, too, is that outside of her control, you know, especially she's tried to get married three times before him. So, like, unfortunately, circumstances out of her control have led her to this state because, you know, she would not have kids unless she is married. And this is her last opportunity for that. And so she's by hook or by crook trying to make it work. Yeah. And he'll say things like, I want us to get to know each other first. And I want to be like, before you get married (laughs) or. uh, uh, What? Yeah. There's a lot of craziness. (laughs) Yeah. My thing is, is like, yeah, you guys can work it out and you guys could be great together as two people and then have kids and still everything fall on its head. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you guys need to know each other. You do, but you also need to know each other and your parenting styles. So all of the therapy, which you should do, which is, has nothing to do with you being in a mom. I think his problem is that he wants to take all of the teachings that he's learned and like apply them to his family. I think what they need to do is find them like a good Muslim counselor or marriage specialist to help them navigate this 
you know, this is like his mother says, like you are used to being the counselor. You need to get an, an outside perspective on it and get counseling that isn't your own counsel. I agree with you, Watt. And I also think that just based on what he has like complained about before, they also have to get themselves a real good, nice, maybe Muslim live-in. Yeah. Live-in-made. Because like he brought up that, you know, I feel like with Shahida, it was like they had the kids and suddenly it was kid toys everywhere. And he had his OCD go crazy. There was probably like sticky fingerprints everywhere. And, and yeah, Shy isn't like an OCD clean person. Mm-hmm. So in order for you guys to have kids and not kill each other, you are going to need someone to clean the house all the time. That's what you're going to need. So, I mean, that's it. And it's expensive. But you know what's also expensive? Like fancy Louis Vuitton luggage and like, you know, pretending that you have a lot of money. And listen, insurance also, even if you're like a private employer and you like, you know, you have your own situation, you can still buy insurance, you know. So if I were you, I would get your ducks in a row. You decided to marry Shida. She wants to have a kid and you've had kids. So you understand what you need. You do what you need to do. Very astute and matter of fact of you, Chris. That's what Chris's statement of this episode has been. You, you do what you need to do. Look at that mom. I also love the style of the mother and the daughter's head wrap. Like mm-hmm. they all wear their head wrap in a very specific Kansas City Muslim style. And I love it. Yeah, Chris's whole thing has been do what you got to do. Smith, do what you got to do. Uh, Michael, do what you got to do. Bilal, do what you got to do. Everybody just needs to do what they got to do. It's just, yeah, when you come to a certain amount of age and you know yourself, right? Like hopefully we have our, we have our weaknesses that we know, we have our triggers that we know, we know the things that we could excel at more and the things that we have to work on. And then there are the things that, that are going to be very hard for us to ever really change for whatever reason. And so becoming more mature and wanting your relationships to work means that you try and remedy as much as you can by preparation of things that might happen so that you and your beloveds can lead happy lives. And I'm not saying that it's always going to be picture perfect, but there are compromises to be had if you know yourself and how you work best. And definitely across the board, if you want to have control over your life, you better have your own money. That's like a thing, you know, that's just the way it is. And which makes me feel like, you know, and, and I think that Shy wants to have her own money, you know, like the other part of her prenup is that he'll help set up her Kansas City business. And right now their business, according to Bilal's Instagram, is making really horrible, boring TikToks. I mean, that whole, they have a bunch of like coupley TikToks and none of them are great. They're just, they are made so humorously that you know that he had everything to do with them. Like he was over the editor's shoulder being like, no, 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 add that part in. And the editor's like, okay. <laughs> Anything else to say about them? Nope. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you will check out our other content. We have already released or will be releasing The Deep End. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on our Patreon. So our Patreon people have already gotten it. So we're getting some good reviews for that right now. And so if you would like to see more of our faces, please join us at patreon.com slash docusweeties. And Chris is going to tell you where you can find us on social medias. Oh, honey, all over the place on social media, but specifically really come to our Instagram. Our Instagram is popping. And that's truth hurts, honey. That's the truth and it hurts. So DocuSweeties is on Instagram and we've have some fun things coming up this week. We will have a collab with Melanated Way. We are so pumped. Wa knows Linda of Melanated Way and they had a, an amazing YouTube live on Just Call Me Wa's YouTube last night. Wa, say something about that. You want to say something? Yeah. I'm going to run into the other room and I will be right back to say that. Okay, well, or whatever. But yes, that's going to happen on our Instagram. We're very, very excited. That's all I have to say about that. So I love you guys so much. Please follow us there on Twitter, on Facebook, and we'll have our Instagram live. Please go to our Instagram, DocuSweeties, to know exactly when it's happening and what time. Uh, it'll hopefully be next weekend and we're pumped. Okay. We love you guys so much. and We want you to have the best day ever. All right, baby booze. Bye. Bye.